and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I am Sheree Hardy and it is another beautiful but cold day in the neighborhood. And I hope and pray that you and your family are well and that you are warm. And don't forget to not only be warm on the outside, but be warm on the inside with joy and love and peace and forgiveness and all of those wonderful things. So just remember that we have a physical warmth, but we also need that spiritual warmth. And that is determined by you. It's all determined by what you put inside of you. And how do we get thoughts inside of us and feelings inside of us? It's based on what we see. It's based on what we hear based on what we do, what we experience, and who we are around. And we determine all of those things. And so when you want a better life, you have to get better thoughts. And you determine what thoughts are going to be amplified in your mind. You may not determine every thought that comes to your mind, but you determine the thoughts that are going to be played out in your mind. I've said it before, and I will say it for the hundredth time. Your mind is like a television, and you are the one in control of the remote. You determine if it's going to play, if a thought is going to be stopped, if a thought will go back into the past, if a thought will go into the future. You're using your imagination. You control that. And unless a person has a real chemical imbalance, then you have that power and you're more powerful than you really, really know. I know that, you know, people are talking about mental illness a lot and therapy. Everybody is not mentally ill. Some people just do not have the right life strategies in order to get through different things. Every single human being goes through good times and goes through bad times. Every human being experiences joy and sadness highs and lows, peace and chaos. And some people get through difficult moments and you know why they do is because they know the strategies to get through. They have the right things in place. And many people can do the same thing. They just need to get the information that they need to learn how to navigate through these difficult moments. So just keep that in mind. So today I'm going to read another psalm. I don't know what happened, but I had read this psalm, I think it was last Thursday, and some kind of way I had some technical difficulties, some weird background noise, so I had to start over. But Psalm 51 is um, a powerful psalm. Had not read it in a while, so I was so glad to read this again, and I'm going to read it now. And may it bless you and encourage you and inspire you and cause you to reflect and, and seek out God's face. Here it is, Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the innermost parts. 
cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Do not delight in sacrifice. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Psalm 51 from the NIV version. And I think one of the most powerful things we can do is to admit our sin. Admit when we have done wrong, when we have transgressed against God. And we have to do that first with God and to God. And, you know, you, we can run, but we can't hide. You know, some people, it, 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 we have to be very careful. And they, are, they teach us lessons that um, some people just refuse to admit when they're wrong. And that's how you cannot grow if we do not admit that we're wrong. And I'm not necessarily sure if we have to always make a public confession, but I do know we go into our closet that's simply a quiet place when we're talking to God, and we confess what He already knows because we sin against Him. He already knows what we've done, and we confess and we ask Him to forgive us, to blot out, as the the psalmist wrote, to blot out our sin and to have mercy on us and cleanse us and create in us a pure heart and renew our spirit so that we can then teach others how to stop doing whatever it is they are doing too because we have overcome and God has shown mercy to us. And I am a witness. God is merciful. God is merciful. What he wants us to do is when we fall short, and we um, do things that we shouldn't do, we need to go to him and we need to ask God to help us, to cleanse us, to forgive us, to show us a new way, creating us a new heart. And this is how we stop sinning. You know, most people, we wonder how, sometimes I'm looking at the news and if you live a public life, you're a public figure, then your failure will be public and not to be judgmental, because it can happen to anyone, you, you sometimes wonder, okay, well, how did they get that far gone? And maybe it's because in the process of us just doing, we are forgetting to spend that quiet time with God and asking Him to search us, 
to create in us a new heart, to cleanse us, to show us wisdom, and, and to give us that grace and mercy to correct our ways. And, and it, I, I'm just convinced, I'm really convinced that the more quiet time that you spend with God, the better your life will be. It, it, I don't care. And I, I've changed my life in the last couple of weeks. I had this thing where when I get up, you know, my phone is off. It is completely turned off. And I'm not going to wake up looking at it. I do have a phone that has nothing on it. I use it for my um, alarm, but I, I don't look at my phone. I don't check my email. What I do is I get up and I spend some quiet time with the Lord, praying, reading my Bible. Then I'll try to do all that. And sometimes I have slipped up. And I haven't done it in that order where I first read my scripture and first, you know, pray. Well, always I pray first. That's, that's the point, you know, let me go back. But sometimes I don't start off with reading my scriptures or reading my devotional. And I have to do that. And it's made a difference because the more time, the quiet time I spend with God, the more peace that I have. And, and life isn't easy. Life isn't easy for anyone and we even think people that have so much, life is still hard for them too. And life is hard for everybody, depending on how you, you interpret things. So I, I want to just encourage you to do that. I moved away from religion and I focus more on my relationship with God. And relationships are always strong with communication. Regular, transparent, authentic communication. In the spiritual world, we call that prayer. And, you know, people have written books or tell you what to say and how to say it. But I, I just think that a genuine, sincere prayer to God is enough. I do believe you need to find a quiet place. Get in a place, you know, somewhere where you don't have noise, you don't have distractions, and you can just pour out your heart to God. And the good news is, whatever you say to him, it will not be repeated. It is not like your business is going to be floating around in the, in the atmosphere because once you say it to God, you can be assured that it stays with him. And just tell him all about it. Tell him about your sin. He already knows. He sits high and he looks low. He sits high and he looks low. He is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omniscient. He knows everything. So we can run, but we can't hide. He already knows our transgressions. Go to him. Confess them to him. Pour it out to him. Ask him to help us, help you, help us. We can ask him to help us. And then ask him to create a pure heart in us and renew a steadfast spirit within you. Ask him that. Ask him to show you wisdom to restore your joy, to give you the thoughts that you need to have. And he will. He will. I am a witness. He will. And anybody who has had real transformation, they will tell you that it's spiritual. I've, I know people, I, I've met people, and they'll say, you know, I went to therapy or they went to some kind of program. But if it didn't have that spiritual element where God was at the center of it, it didn't last. There are some people when they when they start walking that journey with God, 
that is when their life truly changed and they experienced real transformation and do that. And then always get quiet. Get quiet. Get quiet. And, and, and you know, our thoughts, and we talk about bad thought therapy, they can run a mile a minute. They can be, you know, numerous all at one time. And it's like a marathon. Our thoughts can be like a marathon. You know, a whole bunch of thoughts running through your mind at one time. But we have to stop that. And we have to get quiet and not let anything play in our mind so that we can hear from God, from Yah Elohim himself. And I'm telling you, and it'll come. You know, you're looking for answers. Sometimes you're trying to make a tough decision and you're, you're confused because you don't know which way to go. And God always works. The natural, this is what sometimes people miss. The natural and the supernatural have to work in tandem. So God is a spirit. And so we have to tap into his presence and his anointing and his energy spiritually. But then, and that's supernatural. But in the natural, there is always something we have to do. There's some place we got to go. And the example that I used to give is, you know, if you wanted a job and you were trying to get a job, you still have to go and apply most of the time. Somebody could come to you and say, hey, I'm offering, I have this job. That could happen too. But most of the time, there's still something in the natural you have to do. And then even if someone came to you and said, hey, I have this job, would you like to take it? You still got to go there. You still got to get in your car or get on the bus, ride your bicycle. You got to get to the place. So in the natural, there's always something we have to do. And that's what we have to pray about and get quiet about. When we pray, we have to ask God, God, what is it that you want me to do? I'm here. You see it. You know it. What is it that you want me to do? And he will begin to speak to you. And he will tell you what to do. And I'm going to tell you, usually it'll be right on time. It'll be, you know, when you need it the most. And you'll look like you say, oh, I'm so glad I listened. And I took that action right when God told me to. But he will begin to speak to your heart and give you new thoughts. He will create in you a pure heart by giving you new thoughts and new ideas and new direction. I am a witness. So ladies and gentlemen, that was Psalm 51. And I love how it starts off. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. That is Psalm 51, the New International Version. We got to, this is a prayer we really need to pray every day, all day. And he is a merciful God. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling somebody, um, one of my customers, and she's a, you know, I, w- I would consider her almost a friend now because we've talked so much. And I was telling her about God's mercy in my life. You mess up, you make, you know, bad decisions or the decisions that you make you know, don't pan out. You think you're supposed to be going to the West and you go over there and then you find out, no, that's not the right decision. And God's mercy comes through every time. And he finds a way and he makes a way. The old people used to say, he makes a way out of no way. And that is a fact. They knew what they were talking about. So I hope and pray that this blessed you today. Um, if you do not have a Holy Bible, you can get one. They're online, absolutely free. You can read it from a computer. I like holding up the book. That's what I do in the mornings. 
and um, there are different versions. And um, I was told that the NIV is supposed to be the best version. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I have the Message Bible. I'll talk about that later, about these different versions. The Message Bible, I had some issues with some of the translations. They're so different from the original. And then they use words like luck in the in the in the message version of the Bibles. I was like, mm, I don't know about this one, but um, it's good to read different versions. And if it means helping you understand and remember, the Bible was written by men, and so what we need to do is we need to read it and get those life lessons, even if it was inspired by God. I believe that it was inspired by God, but what does that mean? It means that He wants us to get the life lessons that we can apply to our lives and live better for him always and forever. Well, peace and abundant blessings to you. I'm Sheree Hardy. This is Bad Thought Therapy. Take care.